Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, the podcast where we delve into the world of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. My name is Tomo, and I'm thrilled to be your host. In this show, we will explore the brief but powerful moments that spark creativity, drive motivation, and bring joy to our lives. From successful entrepreneurs to everyday people, we'll hear inspiring stories and perspectives on how to cultivate positivity and achieve personal development. So whether you're looking for a boost of energy in the morning, or a shot of inspiration in the middle of your day, or a reminder of what's possible, tune in to the Powerhouse Podcast and let's ignite the fire and turn our dreams into reality. Welcome back, beautiful people. And this week on the show, we have a very special guest. And I'm so excited about this conversation, guys, because this person I have seen him pull off magic left and right uh, in not only life, but I happen to also, well, uh, spend with him quite some time. Uh, his name is Alex. Uh, and well, he is not only my coach, uh, for those of you guys who know, I, I have actually been uh, coached for quite a few years. I've tried all kinds of different things. And well, uh, this year, actually, since I think about six months or something, I've been coaching with him and it's been just uh, rather phenomenal. Uh, and so for anybody who is still looking for uh, somebody for a coach, uh, you know, uh, he's one to to check out. Uh, but before we got into that, uh, you know, let's uh, go into the conversation today, because today we will be talking about life hacks. We'll talk about how you can really upgrade your life, the joy in your life, the energy in your life, basically anything in your life. And I've seen him do this with his own life over and over again. And then he helped me do this with my life. So I'm very excited about that. Alex, welcome to the show. Extremely excited to be here. Nice. Well, so beautiful. Uh, so, you know, Alex, before we get started, usually what I do with uh, you know everybody on the show is to just check in on your story. Uh, where are you coming from and, and how did you... Like what's happening for you right now? Yeah, tell us. I am, before I jump into that, I think oh, I just want to say thank you very much for the invitation. And I think we always used to spend a lot of time having a lot of fun in our conversations. I think this is the time when it, it kind of is being recorded in a way or more official. So everything you're going to say is going to be used against you in the future for sure. So uh, <laughs> I'm very excited for that. <laughs> totally totally um, yeah for, for the by the way just one second for those of you guys uh, who don't know so alex and me we used to actually live in one apartment in kuala lumpur together right? when i moved there i basically stalked him and i and i encouraged him to to basically uh live with me for no reason and uh, there's a third person in this group who you'll hear from at another time and uh what what happened to happen for us on the weekends sometimes we would basically um you know talk and slash argue about uh philosophical theories about how life should be and shouldn't be and and how we can make it better uh so sorry alex back to your story tell us where you're from yes. what's happening mm. i am originally from moldova but in the past 12 years i think i've been living in in many many countries over 30 different countries i'll be traveling my home was basically always the place where i was it was never a particular country per se yeah, but now i'm back home actually I'm back in europe for a while and hopefully to move uh, again you know, within a few months but uh, very excited for that, definitely. Um, for a little bit about me, I think something very particular, which uh, regarding my myself and from my since I was a, a child, one thing which always was the same thing was I always cared about our people. And many mm -hmm. times people would say, "I think you care too much about our people." And what I used to do when I was, I was a child, whenever my parents would give me some kind of allowance to buy myself some some cookies or something, whatever, have some money. I used to always spend them on people who, who have 
uh, special needs or who are struggling with with money or anyway i would usually even get some extra money from them to, to do the same thing so by the time we would pass by a park where something my parents would be already poor basically because i would just give away all the money right that was that was my way of contributing to people when when i was a kid and i think it it kept going i would say all the way until today it's just my my way of helping people definitely change uh, from how i used to do it before um uh, one thing which definitely helped me and i remember when when i was a kid uh one of the struggles which i was looking for and it was also i wanted to get help and i think uh that's something which both of us working in in this industry uh we definitely know but that's something which was not very aware when i was a kid so a lot of part of my life i, I will spend it with by myself in a way or without anybody to support me or help me understand what's happening right mm -hmm. so it's very often our parents don't have a phd in how to raise a child definitely our education system definitely lacks education i would say in some particular aspects of life um so there was this this gap i would say in my life when i had no idea what was happening so a lot of things uh i was going through was basically trial and error or i absolutely have no idea what was happening uh until i got into my hands on a book which uh, was my first introduction to personal growth and i was like wow i actually can have a teacher or a coach or a trainer or someone who would help me navigate life uh since that moment i was around 16 i believe back then and since then i think i got a bit addicted with when it comes with personal growth i almost probably every time i'm awake i'm or listening up to a book or listening to a course or to a video or whatever mm -hmm. uh, so i invested the past 16 years into upgrading different aspects of my life from my mindset body belief system system of work and all these kind of things so i worked the past 18 years developing different programs organizing conferences we we did some trainings also together helping people to to improve themselves in in different aspects of their life and also working on one-on-one -on -one coaching that's something which i'm definitely enjoying definitely the time which we are spending i think the coaching for for both of us is, i think it's a, a space to connect with each other and help each other and hold out that space to make sure that we're able to grow and we're basically supporting each other so that's that's what we were been doing for the past uh, past almost almost a year yeah yeah totally you know um uh, there's one one thing you left out that i believe the entire audience is now like on it when you when you mentioned it i was like what is it uh, because you said there was one book that got you to it. what's the book man what's the book you picked up that was like that triggered the entire journey the book was actually from robin sharon it was called the monk who sold his, his ferrari i believe yeah the, the name and I remember there was this even like this weird exercises of like walking the nature at 5 a.m. and stare at a flower or something. Um, but there are a lot of these like different small exercises which, which I started implementing in my life. And I was like, holy shit. Like if I would know these things in moments when I was in trouble or had challenges with mental health or whatever, my life would definitely be different right now. So like if I would know, would have known all of these things 10 years ago, today I would have been in a very different place hmm. yeah yeah totally I hear you but you know besides that I mean um you are in a, in a very interesting place because I don't think many people really have gone the journey you have gone uh working and living in you said 13 countries is that right or 30 30, 30. 30 countries uh right and so 
I mean, uh, traveling around, living, uh, you know, um, uh, like that, organizing conferences for people, then then working, uh, you know, uh, also for, for Mind Valley, where we basically met, right? And uh, and leading all kinds of things. I mean, uh, it sounds like your life has been uh, quite an adventure. Uh, and uh, sometimes, you know, this is um, especially since COVID kind of. Uh, took a little bit the adventure away if we we're honest right we basically were stuck inside and now the entire space is shifting into hey you know how can we still enjoy uh, this very much while um, there's often kind of counter balances and arguments for example how can we you know enjoy our lives and everything at least in my life that's always the case like how can I enjoy my life and still keep the climate afloat that's something that everyone that a lot of people are working on right and so um there's uh, there's uh, quite I feel there's quite a lot of importance to uh, to mental health that has come um, right and and especially now this will be a bit of a weird uh, trajectory but like with the latest uh, you know technology breakthroughs for example where we ask ourselves hey you know how is work going to look like how is everything going to look like uh, this becomes uh, even more important, right? To just talk about how you actually want to live your life, and so I would love to actually, uh, yeah, dive into into that and what you have discovered in the past, like you know, eight, eighteen years. Like what has been really uh, helping you, and what are some of the, you know, some of the life hacks you really found that that have made you the, you know, happiest at this point. I would actually share my regarding the thing which you mentioned regarding the traveling. I'm coming from uh, Moldova, which is basically the poorest country in Europe, and coming from not uh, far from a very wealthy family who would allow me to travel to 30 plus countries, definitely. And uh, But actually, the message which got me to travel that much was from one of my coaches, actually, which I had before. And I would always tell him, I think I, I started traveling the first time, I think I was around 18 years old, 17 years old. Um, and I'd always share it with everyone. I love traveling. Like, this is the number one thing about me. If you ever ask what I would like to do, I like traveling. And then this friend of mine, this coach of mine, he was like, you really like traveling? I talk a lot, talk, talking a lot about it. How many countries have you been to already? My answer was zero. And he was like, you do not like traveling. If you would like traveling, you'd have been to many countries. And he told me the story how he traveled with 100 euros to like, I think 70% of, of the countries in Europe. And, uh, and that was the moment when I kind of unlocked this thing of like, when you actually really want to get something, there's absolutely nothing you can stop, which can stop you. Not money, not where you're from, not what is possible, what is not possible, what's your passport. Back then, the passport for Moldova was pretty, pretty bad, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, but after that message, it, it opened up a lot of different perspective for me where I managed to travel to many countries, sometimes even for free sometimes very cheap and uh, it, it definitely helped me to get to the point where I am right now at least I uh, how I used to call it cultural bank account mm -hmm. you know people people usually collect money because they just want to be rich my my goal was to collect cultures and I would collect countries in a way to travel to to become richer as a person instead of just saving money basically for buying the next iPhone or something cultural bank account I love that <laughs> term man holy shit uh, sounds like you just coined this one, huh? This didn't exist before, did it? Love it. Okay. Um, well, you know, but uh, tell us, tell us what you did with it. I mean, uh, obviously, there's there's many things you came across. So, so if one of the messages is, um, you, if you know anything is possible, 
Um, and it sounds like you just needed to hear the story uh, of, you know, of what was possible. Uh, do you want to share maybe uh, one or a story of that you've like from your life that people may that may sound impossible? I mean, like traveling, uh, you know, quite a few countries for for nothing basically sounds pretty much like it. Is there anything similar you have, like as an example? A story which transformed me a lot. I would say it was the one which happened a few years back, I believe three or four years back, when mm -hmm. I was in uh, Malaysia actually doing a Vipassana experience. Mm -hmm. For people who don't know what Vipassana experience is, it's basically 10 days of sitting in silence by yourself, meditating. Back then, that was the worst idea I could have come up with. The reason why, my mind is usually like on drugs, just 24-7 thinking about everything. I'm listening to like two podcasts at the same time or something. I don't know. It just... In me being closed in a room meditating with no entertainment for 10 days you just have to be great right mm -hmm. uh, so the the biggest lesson i had in, in that 10 day journey was actually on the day one in the first five minutes mm -hmm. the moment when they take away my phone which was basically my entire life if i don't have my phone life is finished they take away my phone they take away my notebook they take away everything i have and they just show me a super small room with a small bed. And there are like tons of mosquitoes everywhere, which I absolutely hate. And I was like, I am going home. That was my first reaction, right? Like first five minutes, like I am going home. I'm not doing this because this is absolutely horrible. And why would you even want to do that? And in this particular moment, when part of me was extremely angry and just wanted to run away and peace and everything, there was a part of me who said, I want to stay. And it was not the same person. It was like, anger was like the top, like the mm. loudest thing, but there was a version of me who said, I want to stay. Mm. And I think this was the first time for me when I realized the difference between different variations of you. Mm. This, I think, was the loudest when I was able to differentiate it and hear because there were two voices in my, in my head talking to me at the same time, mm. debating it in a way. So in that moment, I decided to, I'm going to stay not because of, I don't, because I didn't want to, like the main one, which was the anger, didn't want to go. Mm. But I somehow decided to let that voice fade away and listen to the one who wanted to stay, the one who said, being here is something which I always want. Mm. And for me, that was the, the reason why for me it was very powerful is because that was a time when I actually spent time with myself. Because normally we never spend time ourselves. We usually spend time with friends. We spend time on consuming content online, with social media, playing, etc. But that we don't really spend much time with ourselves. And I think that was the voice which told me that this is the space where I need to be right now. So I think that the first thing which I definitely learned in that situation was this degree of awareness of your voices in your head and different variations of you. Because mm -hmm. there's a version of you inside who is very always happy no matter what happens he's gonna find you 10 ways why this is amazing mm -hmm. there's a version of you who no matter what is happening if it's the best thing in the world they'll find 10 reasons why this is horrible mm -hmm. right so they're all all of those versions are always inside of you at the same time but being aware that you are actually the one who is observing them mm -hmm. right the real you is none of those voices the real you is the one who observes them yeah. so that was something which definitely helped me to create this differentiation, also be able to digest it in better my voices, because somehow now my anger is not 
me screaming into my own head, but it's me listening to a version of me which is angry. Mm. Nice. And, mm. and usually sometimes with my wife, like I have some, this kind of conversation, I even say that a version of me where I'm saying I'm having a thought of X. And sometimes it can be anger, sometimes it can be happy, sometimes it can be a stupid joke. But there's a version of me who says that. Mm. Nice. I love that. I can, I can, I can tell the, the space it creates. So it creates already some distance between the very emotion that you, that you then can process easier. Uh, and, and so cool, by the way. I mean, I, I also did a five-day retreat, not a 10-day here in Austria. So funny enough. And uh, yeah, quite some revelations. Um, you know, just a little follow-up on the on the Vipassana retreat because it's basically a 10-day silent retreat that I've also recommended uh, people to do because so many insights and so many frustrations in the beginning, for sure, and then so many <laughs> revelations later on. Um, what would you say to people who are like super busy, like basically the ones who are like just always at it, right? And then you say, well, 10 days of your, you know, should be going to this uh you know how do you even how did you convince yourself into this uh, well to answer your first question i think the more busy you think you are the more you need this hmm. nice. people who absolutely are at peace and have all the time in the world they need they might not need to go there hmm. if you have absolutely no time for this that should be your number one priority i would say and the way i managed to convince myself it's, I have this tendency of not having very good self-preservation skills. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I would push myself into doing something without assessing it very well. And I think mm -hmm. these were maybe the moments when my, my other voices were a bit louder. So they kind of overtook my rational one, which would say, why would you go there in the first place? It's a waste of your time. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just threw myself in. I remember I actually had a conversation with a friend about Vipassana, maybe like five years before this moment. And I told them that they are fucking crazy for wasting their life and doing that. Right. So it, it, I, I got to a point where I was like, hmm, maybe I should go and experience that and see what's going to happen. Nice. Nice. I love it. So everybody who's listening right now, if you guys feel like you have absolutely no time on your schedule, then this is the moment where you must book uh, that in. Uh, I know it actually does exist all over the world. So you could literally Google Vipassana retreat or something in your surrounding and do it. If you can't find it, I dare you to reach out to either me or Alex and tell us where you're at and we will either find you one or we will create one for you and host it then. All right. That's a total Some... random offer that I just came up with that I feel is so yeah. epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to do some research for some people. Yeah. Uh, but I think one thing which I, I actually took from this experience, is, I call it Alex Vipassana. It's mm -hmm. kind of a bit of a legal rebranding of the actual thing. Um, totally. I, I, I uh... approve. <laughs> It's it's accredited by Thomas Corporation. That's very good. Love it. Uh, but I create this thing where every single time, every single year, I have to go away by myself with no people, no technology, on a information fast or like mm -hmm. a a fasting from everything in the world. And my version of it is usually on the beach, where I'm I'm alone, no books, no phone, no people, just me there spending time with myself for five years. So I think it's a very powerful thing which helped the same as a normal fasting does when it like it clears your your body, your cells, your metabolism. It it it, it improves your health. Information and people fast is a thing which I got from that experience and I keep doing it every single time. Oh wow. How long is it? I usually do it five days. Hmm. 
So I, I might be interested to try a longer one, but I think for now, number five, it seems like a good space to get yourself in the mode. Because I think like anything shorter than that, from my personal experience, it's usually, it, you still need a bit of time until your actual silence kicks in. Yeah. I would say. So five days, the one which I am going with for now. I love it. Love that you call it your silence. <laughs> it's like there's this other space that is, you know, when you when you sit in the silence for long enough that you can actually start hearing your own silence in there, right? So it's, it becomes very interesting. You're listening. So usually, I mean, it sounds like instead of a, a body uh, cleanse that you, you would do through fasting, it's a mind cleanse that uh, is definitely needed. Um, yeah, what a beautiful idea. All right. So Alex Vipassana, uh, we, we shall do it this year. I actually uh, feel very inspired to do it as well. Is there, um, since we're talking about, so this is one of the life hacks that that you kind of, um, you know, plugged into your life. Um, how do you feel about, is there anything else? Because I remember like since, basically since we met, you've been pretty much the person that whenever something was available uh, to whatever, create in your in your life or install in your environment, uh you just didn't shy away from having it from like you know red lights uh to making your room more awesome to an aura ring that measures everything that you got so so what is something that you feel is like uh should be non-negotiable uh, as well for people to to plug into their life so that they, they experience more bliss and stuff yeah i think the the most powerful word which our brain likes is routines Right, your brain is very lazy. It doesn't want to think about what it has to do. It does things because that's what it's familiar with. But the routines which we are having depends a lot of how we feel. Right, you can have a routine for feeling horrible, sad, miserable, having absolutely no energy in life, and you can have a routine which will help you to get to a degree of happiness, strength, and vitality, and passion, and all these kind of things. And usually the way we operate these things, it's a bit ridiculous because we are kind of, whenever somebody tells us any new hack or things to do for our improving our life, we usually try it for like a week, maybe like a month if you're extremely dedicated. And then we're like, oh, it's not working. And like, imagine if you brush your teeth for the first time and you'd be like, oh, I think this is not working. I'm going to just keep doing it. Or when the first time you started walking and you, you fall down and your mom is like, and your parents are like, I think you should give up on this. This is not going to work very well for you, right? You're just going to be a snail for the rest of your life. Um, and so I think like creating these kind of powerful routines for our lives and making them something which we do no matter what. Hmm. right? It's And this is what I noticed in my life also. I have a three-step formula, which I developed many years ago. Whenever I hit rock bottom, meaning there's absolutely no hope there's absolutely no desire to leave, to do anything. You're just in your bed like a vegetable, being sad and miserable, feeling that your life has no meaning, right? This is the, the point in time when I got several times in my life and it's a, it, it definitely can happen, but it always happened when I stopped doing these things. Mm -hmm. And the way, what I usually do when I, and it's also like, the, this is the power of habits and ritual that you don't understand that you are getting there until you get there. Mm. right so when i realize that i'm a dark bottom there are three things which i always do first one is comes a bit with a space of silence in a way doing a form of uh 
a, a practice which will help me to silence my, my mind and, and be with myself, which is can be, for example, meditation. That's something which I usually tend to do, is bringing in a form of meditation. The second thing which I usually do, and that's how I used to do it when I was younger, I would basically draw uh, several circles on the page and I would draw in each of the circles things which I'm which I'm really grateful for in my life. Mm. Right. So let's say I would have a circle for uh, my family. I would have a circle for my friends. I would have a circle for myself. I would have a circle for for something else. And I'll just draw inside of it what makes me happy about it. Right. So if I see family, I would draw maybe a dinner we had sometime over time um, about myself that maybe I just woke up. Mm. Like sometimes I remember when when you're at this level of 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 depression or sadness a deep sadness you cannot find something to be happy for like zero sometimes sometimes the only thing i could write i would find it sounds crazy but stay with me right i would find a hair on my hand and i would say thank you for fighting and still being there for me right because that was the only that was the only happy thing or the only gratitude that could come up because nothing else was good right everything was going to shit right um so finding the smallest things you are grateful for and seeing it, hmm. right? Because it was the second thing which helped me to get myself out of the situations is having, trying to find anything which I can be grateful for to push myself out of that situation and refocus my mind to things I actually have versus things I don't have hmm. or things which I wish would have been different. Mm-hmm. And the second and the third the uh, element which i usually also draw on this page is again circles it's very kind of like childish a bit i would say it definitely evolved through time um but back then i used to create circles we have uh, a circle for life a circle for 15 years 10 years five years one year month and today they were like i don't remember exactly the number of circles but they were basically a breakdown of your life it could be no matter what matter you're going to be 50 years 10 years Mm-hmm. a month etc whatever works the best but it's also drawing things you're looking forward to mm. so i would draw there's one space which usually makes me really happy is the beach so mm-hmm. i would draw a very small palm tree with an island me mm-hmm. sitting happily under the palm tree which is not the safest location because sometimes coconuts can fall but i didn't know back then right in moldova i didn't have many palm trees <laughs> um so i would have this tree there and i would draw myself being happy on the beach or mm-hmm. i would draw the picture of a relationship I never, I don't have yet, but I want, I really want to have, hmm. or I will draw a conversation with somebody I really love, or hmm. I will draw my favorite meal or something. So anything I can look forward to, right? Hmm. So there are three elements. One is silence or a form of meditation. Second one, find the smallest gratitude you have for right now. And mm-hmm. the third one is what is the smallest thing which makes you happy and lo- makes you look forward to tomorrow nice nice man i love it holy shit uh, and it sounds so simple uh, if i may just uh, do a little follow-up because at least i found this uh, interesting um especially with gratitude right because it's like this thing that i feel at least i've experienced this that sometimes i know i should be getting into it and my mind is either too impatient or i'm too addicted to something else to actually slow down and do it Uh, so how like is there any 
I don't know if I'm looking for a more complex model for <laughs> just <laughs> sitting down and saying I'm grateful for the shit. But is there because you said you have to really see it? Is there what's like? How do you really see it? Is it like you just stay there and you look at it until it it clicks, or what's the really seeing it part? You have to feel the gratitude, and it sounds a bit. It sounds very easy, but it's not very easy. Hmm. And and it will not always be perfect. And this is what why I believe it's a routine, and that's why it, you have to do it. It's like, yes, sometimes you might brush your teeth like a champion. Sometimes you brush it just for five seconds and you think you're done. But consistency mm. is the power. Mm. So like sometimes for me to come up with something I'm deeply grateful for, like sometimes I can get to this level where I'm crying from happiness for the mm. things which I'm grateful to my life. Mm. It, it, it sometimes are people. It, there were many times when which was you were you. Mm. Uh, you were other people in my life, my friends, just grateful for a lot of things in my life. And I would just literally cry from being happy. Mm. Right? Sometimes I would just think or write down something which made me happy, but I wouldn't feel it. Mm. Yeah. Right. But it's, it, it comes with the practice. It's, it's a, I would say gratitude is a muscle in a way. It's being yeah. able to see the beautiful things in everything, even in things which normally people would not see beautiful things. Yeah. Right? Mm. Looking at the, a piece of hair on your hand and saying, I'm, I fucking love you and I'm grateful for this, you would feel like stupid, right? Yeah. Uh, but with time, you can get to a point when you look at that hair, and there was nobody in the world who ever looked at that hair with the mm. love you will. Mm. And that would hit something inside your mind that would shift a bit the, the gears into a different state of mind. Nice. I love that. I love that. So because we were talking about routines, right? And so this was basically a way to say, just do it regularly, even if it does, if you don't feel it immediately or sometimes some days you just don't feel it. There will be days where you do feel it and it will kind of shift you into this it will help you to stay in a state of, of just higher energy that mm. feels feels really good uh, even like mm. and even i think even when it sucks like mm. sometimes it might not even feel good or you might not feel it or you would find a different like for example sometimes you don't have time as you mentioned like to write down things mm. but you definitely have time while you brush your teeth to think about something right mm. maybe you don't always have to write it it's like every time i put a toothbrush in my mouth to wash my teeth i would say five things i'm grateful for Mm. Yeah. right it doesn't need to take time out of your life also the same right nice beautiful uh cool all right so so routines are the way to go huh um love that um is there did we miss anything are there any other routines in your life that you feel like uh people should know about i definitely upgraded my routines way beyond these three points i would say mm. and uh, but something which would come up in my idea, which I can highlight. I think if somebody's interested, they can reach out or I can maybe share the whole list. It's a, I have a long document of the things I do. Sure. Uh, but one thing, which I think is very easy to also implement is the first one, which comes a bit from the, the point we talked about earlier is the awareness level. Mm. So you kind of are aware how you're feeling. Mm. And it's something which I think we also had this conversation many years ago with, with Neil Donald Walsh when he was talking about um, uh, this concept of choosing how do you want to feel in a particular space mm -hmm. or, or, or meeting or moment, right? Yeah. So the if you know you have grid. a... Mm. The being is great, right? If you know you have a, a hard meeting, normally you would go with your personality of I'm going to get angry, annoyed, and I'm going to destroy everything in that meeting. Mm. like how would that meeting be like if you choose to be loving or mm. if you choose to be understanding or if you choose to be caring 
that meeting yeah. will be very different. So one element which I have in, in my morning is I ask myself, how do I feel every single morning? And I have to verbalize it. Okay, is not an answer, right? Mm. How do I feel? And the second element after this question is, how do you want to feel? Mm. Nice. And very often, this is a choice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, some people even like I, I know, especially in the in the non non personal growth uh, industry, like anybody who's basically not too deep into it, um, I, I know how this can sometimes come across. At least I've I've heard people say, you know, sometimes like, oh, you know, like uh, uh, taking like changing my feelings isn't that like spiritual bypassing? Oh my God, isn't that you know? Uh, aren't my feelings the end all be all? Right? Isn't that like, oh, you know, if I start changing them, like what's real even, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it gets really funny, but um, I, I love the 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 point you made even earlier, right? The, the idea about you are not the feeling, right? You are the one observing it. And so your experience will always reflect of what you're observing. And so making a choice when it comes to mind and to how you feel, um, you know, it's just the way how you how you take ownership over your life. Um, and I think one thing which you mentioned, which is extremely important, and I 100% agree with you, is this doesn't mean ignoring what you feel. Because hmm. I think that's the worst thing what you can do to yourself. If you feel sad, you'd pretend it's not there and you'd try to be happy, hmm. right? Sometimes you have to listen, right? This is like being like when I was sharing that there's different variations of you inside of you. Hmm. The sad version of you is there because it's trying to tell you something. Once hmm. you listen to it, it's going to go away, hmm. right? So definitely see uh, awareness, right? The first element I ask myself, how do I actually feel? Yeah. Right? And I allow myself to have that space. Once mm. I have this level of validation and awareness, how would I actually want to choose to feel today? Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, that time frame being like more or less like two minutes-ish or so. So usually like a feeling would, would go away after about two minutes. So if you give it some some one or two minutes, that's why meditation works, right? Because you basically get the feeling, you kind of experience it and it kind of leaves. Uh, it's like a nice cleanse. Um, super cool. Um, is there, you know, I know we talk about happiness, you know, like the stuff just makes you happy and stuff. Um, what about growth, right? Uh, I, I don't want to go too much, but is there maybe like one one routine that you've set for yourself where you're like, you know, I, I just try to challenge myself in this way, particularly, uh, just like a life hack for growth, if anybody's looking for mm. that. Life hack for growth. As somebody who would spend all their time learning personal growth books and products i think at some point i i literally consume every single episode of biggest names in the personal growth industry that did they, I mean, some of them have a lot like tom billy holy shit that guy has all the podcasts <laughs> right so consuming all of those things my first recommendation is don't do it <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's a it's a bit counterintuitive um but that's what i realized after doing it a bit too much sometimes it, it this it, they, i think they even have a name for this it's called edutainment mm -hmm. right when you spend a lot of time learning but you don't spend a lot of time doing mm. or you are you keep reading books because you hope you're gonna get this amazing insight that and you get that insight i'm gonna start doing the things i know i'm supposed to do mm. and i got myself into that situation many times it's mm. and so I would say the first thing is stop learning and start doing. Mm. Yeah, nice. Nice. I can totally sign off on that. 
happened for me as well sometime down the road uh, where I, I i got into the i was very long actually in the you know in the, in the process of always starting projects and they never finished until i got into the into the business of finishing uh projects which has by the way its own culprit so it's not necessarily the better version of it just another <laughs> one uh but i can totally sign off on on the doing part um you know so much good stuff alex uh, today uh thank you for sharing all that stuff so for anybody who's even just picking one out of that would be helpful uh is there anything else you'd like to share to just inspire the audience as a gift left off uh you know a goodbye um i would say that there are two things so first one i call it magic three Mm-hmm. There are three things which you should always have in your life to be happy and fulfilled. And it's very simple. One, you need to have a group of friends or people who are your close with. It can be your friends, your partner, et cetera, et cetera, but people who are really close to you and they care about how you feel. Mm-hmm. Second one is having a coach. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds a bit ridiculous that it's coming from two coaches, <laughs> uh, but that's that's also why I believe it's important. And the third one is a therapist. Mm. If you have these three elements in your life, you would be unstoppable and you'd be able to face anything which is going to come your way. There's mm-hmm. nothing which can, can knock you down. And even if that would happen, those three pillars will help you get up. Nice. And, and I think the, the last thing I would be, I would I would share today is a very simple concept which I really it's very dear to me especially from like from people who are not able to get the things they want sometimes mm-hmm. and the concept is be the source of the things you want mm-hmm. and I think it's whatever if there's anything you want to feel or achieve or whatever try to be the source of that thing so let's say if you want to smile you feel absolutely horrible try to make somebody smile Mm. right it can be a random person it can be a a dog i think those are very happy they're very easy to make them smile in a way but find somebody else to make them feel that feeling if you're feeling sad right i mean don't make somebody sad that wouldn't help but when it comes to happiness, makes make other people happy, help them feel happy. Or if you're feeling unloved, help somebody who doesn't feel loved to feel loved. Mm. And I think there are two elements in here. One would help you feel better because you contribute to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is going to be a reminder of that feeling inside of you. Because sometimes we just need a reminder or a mirror of that particular feeling nice be the source yes be the source i love it thank you so much alex what an amazing uh conversation today uh for everybody listening you guys um you know uh no no insight without action so if anything kind of basically uh resonated with you do take some action and let us know which one it was uh alex uh you know last thing how can people uh, reach you if if they wanted to you know hang out with you uh book you in for a conversation or well whatever else it is you know trips you're on figure out where where you what you're hanging out what you're doing yeah uh, you can follow me on instagram my name is alexander kutcher you can find you can find me there i'll be very happy if you guys message me with if you implement anything from what i shared today and i would just like to get to know your experience um, just leave me a message i'll be very happy to actually hear your your experience 
Sweet. Nice. We'll include it in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Olga, for, for being on the show. And uh, well, you know, as we usually say, uh, stay inspired. At least I hope you grabbed at least one little piece of inspiration from today. And with that being said, uh, take care for now. And I'll see you on the next show. Bye.